Everybody needs just the right amount of fuel to get going in the morning. For some, a nice McDonald's egg and cheese bagel is just enough to do it. Others might prefer a McDonald's bacon egg and cheese bagel. Or perhaps a sausage egg and cheese bagel. And there are those where nothing will do but a hearty McDonald's steak egg and cheese bagel. Four different breakfast bagels to get you going. Tomorrow morning, give your engine a head start at participating McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review where you get podcasts on your smartphone device. We are brought to you by the Allen Angus Pub, Sit Means Sit Syracuse, Welch and Company Jewelers, and our good, good friends over at Rosie's Corner. Pizza, pasta, hot and cold subs, and more. Get on over to Rosie's for a Fish Friday this week. Each and every week they have uh, all the cold weather menu items, meatloaf Monday, turkey slop Tuesday. I had my chicken and biscuits on Wednesday, and they've got your mac and cheese on Thursday, Friday, as long uh, as well as, I should say, fish Friday uh, all day long, lunch and dinner. You get the entree version or the sandwich version, mac and cheese, coleslaw, and French fries for your sides, fresh desserts to go, fresh salads to go, Pepsi products and more, Rosie's Corner on Grubhub, on Facebook and Instagram, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor, Route 11, right in front of the Burton Bridge in Burton, if you are in and around central New York. All right, let's get into, I know I say it every week, but um, I just can't believe how fast uh, the weeks peel off the calendar. Uh, but here we are in week nine for the NFL. I mean, whoa. So I'm recording this um before the Jets and Colts game, so what I'm about to say, you'll know the result of, but I, I'm going to take the Colts in this game. Um, I just, you know, if they run Mike Smith back, I'm not sure uh, if he can put up 400 again, right, like he did last week against the Bengals. Um, the Colts, you know, I, I don't care who you play at this particular point. Uh, the Colts need a major wake-up call, um, and this is not a playoff team. But they need a wake-up call in terms of just I think their overall psyche as a football team, because they're four and you know they could be four and four right now, and actually have a pretty darn good shot at some things. And now at three and five, they're dead. I mean, you know, losing that game to Tennessee, Tennessee loses Derrick Henry, Carson Wentz with so many awful, awful, awful plays, you know, deep in the red zone. I mean, you know, him throwing left-handed. Um, out of control, being completely and utterly stupid with the football. Um, you know, he cost his team probably the game in that situation. They really need to figure things out against the New York Jets. 
and I think they will. I think they'll be able to run the football pretty pretty well, uh, led by Jonathan Taylor. I'll take the Colts in this game, 24-17. to 17. Uh, Moving on to Sunday's games, uh, should be a, a really fascinating one in the AFC North uh, in Cincinnati. Uh, you've got the Browns coming in, having lost to Pittsburgh. The Bengals coming in, having lost to the Jets. This is a huge game because it can swing certain momentum uh, in the division, in the playoff chase, and all the rest. If the Bengals win, they'll go to 6-3. and three. The Browns will be 4-5 and five under 500. It'll be awfully tough for them to get back into wildcard conversation, uh, especially with the way you know the Patriots are playing. Um, you've still got other clubs hovering around. I mean, it'll either be Chargers or Chiefs probably making the playoffs as a wildcard, right? You've got Vegas lurking. You've got uh, Pittsburgh still hanging around. Uh, so you got a lot going on there. Um, you know, I think most people would suggest that the division winners will be Buffalo, Baltimore, Tennessee, and then in the West it'll be, you know, probably either the Chargers or the Chiefs. I, I haven't completely given up on the Chiefs, but um, they're hurting right now. They they should have lost another one on Monday Night Football against the the, the Chiefs against the uh, Giants. And um, you know, look, I, I know a lot of people say, well, should have, should have, should have. And it's sports, and one or two things happen, and then you don't, you know, and the opposite happens. I understand all that. But, man, alive were the Chiefs on the ropes. And, really, the Giants had a tremendous chance to win that football game. Uh, came up a little bit short. Uh, but this is a major, major, major game, I think, for both of these teams in Cleveland and Cincinnati. And I think that, you know, this is really a test of Cincinnati, and, and, and can you bounce back? Like last week going into that game against the Jets, they were the new king in town, right? They're like, oh, my people, analysts, wow, Burrow, offense is unstoppable, Chase, Mixon, this team is incredibly, incredibly talented offensively. They're going to be just totally impossible to stop. And they lose to the Jets. It's such a week-to-week league, it's unbelievable. We went in thinking that maybe the Bengals would be a contender in the AFC last week, right? Well, if they're going to be taken seriously, if this isn't the same old Cincinnati, they need to win this game. You know, they need to come right back after a bad loss to one of the worst teams in the NFL, and they need to win at home. And they need to look good doing it. They're favored by two and a half. I should also mention, by the way, the Colts are favored by ten and a half. Obviously, don't think they'll cover. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bengals in this game, but I think it's close. I'm going to go 30-28. to 28. Cincinnati gets it done uh, over Cleveland. Um, just a huge swing game, huge swing game between the Browns and the Bengals. Uh, Broncos are at the Dallas Cowboys. This game should be a complete and utter walkover. Just a, a really good team against a really bad team. Uh, the Broncos are are struggling mightily right now. Somehow they're four and four, but I feel like they're two and six, right? I mean, they're just they're just playing some horrendous football, and I just don't think they're going to have an answer for any of these Cowboys offensive players. I mean, the amount of star power, um, pun intended, on the Dallas Cowboys in terms of guys who can take it to the house, uh, electric uh, players, Ezekiel Elliott. Dak will be back in this game, I believe. Um, you've got C.D. Lamb. You have Amari Cooper. How about Cedric Wilson last week on the road against Minnesota? Just dazzling and making plays. 
So I'm going to go Dallas big in this game. They're favored by nine and a half. I think they cover easily. And uh, I'm going to take Dallas uh, just in a complete whitewash, 41 to 16. Texans at Dolphins, condolences to those who have to watch this game, who have to cover this game, who are deciding to go as fans to this game. Why would you ever go to this game, especially South Beach? I've got to believe that there's plenty of other things to do. But I am going to take Miami at home here uh, in an ugly game. Let's go, uh, you know, let's go 20 to 10 uh, in this game. Um, you know, I think that they're, they're just a little bit better than the Texans in a couple spots and a lot better in, in, in the key spots. Um, you know, quarterback probably, maybe not quarterback. Um, but certainly they've got major weapons. Um I'm pondering playing Devontae Parker on my fantasy team. My fantasy team has taken a major hit, by the way. Holy cow. I mean, I not only got smoked this past weekend by my man Chaz, but uh, I, ha- I had Derrick Henry on my team. I had Ruggs on my team. Uh, what a scumbag he is. And then Calvin Ridley uh, now has stepped away for uh, you know to handle his mental health. Um, so those three guys, a major hit on my fantasy team. I, I picked up Parker. We'll see if I... If I play him or Cole Beasley against the Jags, but um, you know the Dolphins probably a little too much Gaskin, right? A little bit too little 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 too much Parker, a little too much Gasecki. Um, and the quarterback is probably a two, and and Davis Mills is probably a, a toss up for who's better. I think it'll be an ugly game, but I do think Miami prevails. Miami's favored by six and a half um, in this game, uh, and I do think they win at home. Actually, you know I'm going to go twenty one. Let me think about it. I think Miami puts up a little bit more on the scoreboard because I think their defense maybe creates a turnover too. I'm going to go 20, I'm going to go 27 to, uh, to, to, to 16 in this game. Miami wins Falcons at the saints. Can't trust the Falcons for anything week in week out. They continue to find new ways to lose under a, a new regime. Uh, it's a broken franchise. Uh, Dimitrov is GM and Dan Quinn as head coach. It was bad enough there. Now they've got a new regime, new GM, new head coach. Arthur Smith is struggling. Um, and you just can't make this stuff up. You, you can't make up how these guys lose. You can't make up the fact that, uh, you know, they, they do have Kyle Pitts. They do have, I mean, he's out now, Calvin Ridley. Uh, Matt Ryan is in there, obviously. Um, but, you know, you start to think now the trade deadline, I mean, could they not have moved some pieces? Uh, it's time to start over in Atlanta. The window was open. You blew a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl to New England. The window was open. It is absolutely sealed tight and shut and locked right now for the Atlanta Falcons. Meanwhile, the Saints, my goodness, what an organization. Plug and play. Doesn't matter who's in there. Coaching philosophies. Systematic approach. Sean Payton, tremendous. And they're going in with Trevor Simeon here to try and win another football game against Atlanta, and that's exactly what they did against Tampa Bay. I think one thing that you have to look at with New Orleans is Dennis Allen and and his defense. Uh, I tell you what, man, that Saints defense is really, really, really stepping up. I mean, they are on the ball. If you watch them, they are on the ball in a matter of a second or two. Their linebackers are flying all over the place. Demario Davis is having uh, literally a career year this year. Um, 
you know, he's been in the league for, what, nine, ten years-ish. Um, here's a round three pick out of Arkansas State by the Jets. And he has just been phenomenal. And we all remember him from his days with the Jets. He played, then he went to the Browns, and he went back to the Jets. He's been with the Saints since 2018. So 18, 19, 20, 21, this is his fourth season. He's playing out of his mind right now. Uh, he's over 50 tackles. He's got three sacks. He's got 16 uh, sack yards total. He's got nine tackles for a loss. He's been a beast. Malcolm Jenkins is everywhere. Uh, Lattimore, in six games played, has been has been formidable. Uh, Cam Jordan is right there. Marcus Williams. I mean, they've got their safeties, linebackers, uh, you know, are, are really, to me, where the bread is buttered for the New Orleans Saints defense. And I think they're going to give Matt Ryan – all kinds of problems. It's also a home game in New Orleans. We know how they play inside that building, the Superdome. Man, it's just like Green Bay at Lambeau and all the rest. This is a major, 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 major test for Atlanta. And the Saints are one of the hottest teams in football right now. I'm going to take New Orleans big in this game, 38-13. to Raiders are at the Giants. The Giants find one way to lose after another way to lose. And Mike Vaccaro, the New York Post, wrote a brilliant column on exactly that, Joe Judge can't get out of his own way. They were up three late. They should have beaten the Chiefs. They didn't do it. They didn't hang on. And I have no confidence in this team whatsoever. I'm going to take the Raiders 33-23. to 23. Uh, And basically because the offense, it's just a little too much to handle for the Giants' defense. Um, I, I think that when you look at, um, you know, Ruggs will be out, obviously, in this game, and for good reason. But... Um, you know, I, I think the Raiders will be able to run the football big time against the Giants. The Giants just don't have any big players. I mean, they just don't have any playmakers. Uh, Daniel Jones, uh, there is good Daniel Jones, and there is atrocious Daniel Jones. And boy, oh boy, I mean, against the Chiefs, he was atrocious. I mean, you know, you think about you get the ball right there early, great opportunity after the Mahomes interception, and then Jones throws, throws it right back to the Chiefs. For a pick, and you just you cannot give up those plays. You can't turn the ball over in that regard. Um, you know they've the, the the Raiders have had. You know Josh Jacobs has played in five of the games this year. Kenyon Drake's played in all seven. I think they'll be able to run the football a little bit in this game. Um, you know, and then I think some play action, um, and, and I think the Raiders will get it done. Uh, at the Giants. I should also mention that the Saints are favored by six over the Falcons and the Vegas Raiders are favored by three. I think they cover that. Patriots are at the Panthers and right now, hey, Patriots are not only 500, but they're one of the best road teams in the NFL. And this is going to be hunting season for one Bill Belichick against Sam Darnold with the way the Patriots can play defense. Again, Mac Jones right now for New England is making all the throws. He is, he's, he's, you know, seeing what the defense is giving him. He's taking it. He's making big-time throws in space. He's not turning it over, you know, and making mistakes. Uh, I think he's been the best rookie quarterback this year by a mile. Um, I think New England's dangerous. Uh, you know, they're only missing I think probably one one thing right I mean it's a it's kind of it's kind of a uh, an obvious one uh, if you could find a hole on the team I mean they need they need a game breaker on offense 
I mean, you know, go trade for Deshaun Jackson. You know, it's probably what they should have done. Um, and I tell you what, um, I've said it since the beginning of the season. I think this is a playoff team. I think they're going to win a lot of games by offensive line, defense, field position, making key plays, turnovers, hanging in games late. Mac Jones making key third down throws, not overdoing it, right? And being smart. And I think New England's going to win this game against Carolina. I'm going to take them in this game 30 to 20. Uh, and, you know, New England, when you look at last year's Patriots versus this year's Patriots, um, you know, defensively, they didn't have anybody last year because so many guys were out on Corona. Right, because of the coronavirus. This year they got a lot of guys back. Also, Kyle Duger, the guy who uh, also Brandon Bean wanted. Right, I mean, if, if you remember that draft a couple of years ago, was it 2020 uh, out of Lenore Ryan? Um, you know, the Bills wanted him, the Patriots got him, and uh, he's having a hell of a year. 54 total tackles, just absolutely insane. Um, you know, McCourty just continues to age like a fine wine. Dante Hightower is back. Um, he's played in seven of the games this year. You know, Matthew Judon has probably been the best overall player for this defense and has just swallowed up the run game and has swallowed up uh, so many, so many plays for them. Um, you know, the guy's got eight sacks. I mean, he's... He's been the defensive MVP for them. Um, you know, it all pretty much goes through him. And I don't know as if I saw this coming with Matthew Judon. I mean, he has been in the league for five years. He went to Grand Valley State, another NFL example of it doesn't matter where you go. If you're good, you're good. Um, the Patriots are, are, are a dangerous team, man. And I'm telling you right now, but if you fast forward a few weeks to, you know, Monday Night Football, that game in Buffalo is going to be a pretty big deal because New England's going to be a lot better than I think a lot of people thought. And it seems like every time I see the Patriots on red zone, Damian Harris is running the ball into the end zone. <laughs> you know, he's got six TDs on the season. Uh, he's already he's got over 500 yards. He's in line for an 1,000 yard campaign. And I mentioned Mac Jones. Mac Jones, again, he has six interceptions on the year, but they haven't been ones that have killed the Patriots. And he's just mechanically going about his business and uh, taking what the defense gives him. And I've just been really impressed with him. I think he's been the best rookie quarterback uh, by a landslide. So I think New England goes in and wins that game against Carolina. I think they get a couple of turnovers, too. The Bills at the Jaguars, we know that the Bills struggled last week. They were tied 3-3 at the half with Miami. It took them a while to get going. Miami changed a little bit to zone. And then in certain spots, they went back to man uh, which didn't bother Cole Beasley at all. Beasley got going. Uh, Allen hit Davis for a touchdown. Uh, huge third-down conversions by the Bills uh, on those back-to-back -back touchdown drives in the second half. They eventually prevailed 26-11. to Bills, I don't think, like Green Bay, and we'll get to them in a minute without Aaron Rodgers because of Corona, um, you know, I don't think they've played an A game yet. I really don't. I mean, when you look at their schedule, uh, the first week of the season, obviously, they laid that egg against Pittsburgh. 35-0, they beat Miami, but it didn't feel like they played an overall A game, especially 
offensively. Uh, Washington, you know, in that game, maybe a BB-plus football game. Houston, I don't count because they're so brutal. Kansas City, they still showed quite a few holes in that game. Maybe Tennessee was the game they had their their best effort in, but then they lost because Allen slipped at, at, you know near the goal line uh, on a fourth and one, and they lost. You know, so it's tough to, to, to pin like, oh, they played an A game. Oh, they lost, though. It, it's kind of hard to give somebody an A when you lost, but that was as close as they've come, I think, to, to an A effort. And, um, you know, I, I think, you know, and then Miami clearly this past week coming off the bye, they, they were nowhere near an A effort. I think this week the Bills come out swinging. I really do. And I think they win this game by three scores. I'm going to go 38-17. The Bills beat Jacksonville. Expect Leslie Frazier to blitz a ton. Uh, I would expect a lot of guys to, uh, you know, come up the middle and on the sides from the secondary, the likes of Taron Johnson. Look out for Micah Hyde. Look out for Jordan Poyer, some delayed blitzes, etc. And the pass rushers, you know, at Oliver, you know, was last week just because Miami's offensive line stinks. Um, the offensive line in Jag in Jacksonville not that much better, you know, for the Jags. But um, at Oliver, Jerry Hughes, AJ Epinesa, you know, Gregory Gregory Rousseau. Uh, I think the Bills get after it. I think they pick off Lawrence a time or two, and I think that they win this game, thirty-eight to seventeen. Buffalo, by the way, is uh, is favored by fourteen and a half. So that would put me in the neighborhood of them covering. Vikings at the Ravens. You know, I just don't think the Minnesota defense, that you know, it's had quite a few problems tackling as of late, and uh, that showed against the Cowboys again. Uh, Kirk Cousins come back down to earth a little bit um, in that game against Dallas. I think Minnesota's just a really vulnerable team. Um, I don't think their defense is going to have enough answers for Lamar. Um, you know, I think Lamar Jackson and, and that team will be able to run the football. You run Lamar off the pistol and the play action, the read options. You hit Hollywood Brown. Uh, I think Baltimore wins big here. I'm going to go Baltimore 34-14. to 14. They're favored by six points in this game. Chargers at the Eagles. Hey, speaking of the Bengals and some of these other teams that people were anointing as the new kings in town, well, guess what? The Chargers got stomped by the New England Patriots last week. They go into Philadelphia, hostile territory. This is a must-win for San Diego or for uh, LA. This is a must-win. You cannot drop to four and four because of all the other teams around you. And I think they get it done, but I think it's ugly. You know, they have to go across the country. They haven't been playing well. There's more and more tape out on Herbert. Uh, I think they'll be okay. I think they'll win, but I think it'll be ugly. Uh, Herbert and the Chargers, we know. Look, you're all everybody's allowed to have one bad game, right? There's no question about it. Um, but the Chargers now, they've lost two in a row and they've and they've looked really bad. I mean, they lost so bad at Baltimore. You know, I mean Baltimore just absolutely shellacked them. And you know, the Patriots really took a lot out of Herbert in this game, a lot of unbelievable coverage plays in this game, um, you know, and we know the Chargers' offense is fantastic, right? We do. Justin Herbert is a stud. Austin Eckler, he's played in seven of the games this year. He's a stud, right? All seven of the games. Um, 
you know, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen certainly are, are devastating threats. Jared Cook at tight end. You've got Eckler being able to catch it out of the backfield as well. Uh, this is a good Charger team. They're not great yet. And they need to come back and they need to win this game against Philadelphia. If they lose against Philadelphia, I think I'm going to not quite write them off, but kind of in the here and now give up on them a little bit. Packers at Chiefs, developing story, as I had just uh, heard before I recorded the podcast, so it was good timing. Aaron Rodgers is out of this football game because of the coronavirus. Um, Now, he tests positive for COVID-19 per Tom Pelissero, uh, and Jordan Love will start. This is unbelievable. Because Aaron Rodgers, how long was it? A month and a half ago? Right? Said that he was vaccinated. It turns out he's not vaccinated. In fact, from the report, I'll read it right here from Nick Shook. Despite telling reporters in August he'd been vaccinated. Actually, August well, August to September, October. Two months. Two, early November. Just over two months, uh, or right on the nose. I don't know the exact date. Uh, Been immunized. Uh, Rogers is not vaccinated against COVID-19. Network insiders Ian Rappaport and Mike Garofolo reported uh, Pelissaro um, was the one who released that Rogers tested positive and is out. The other two guys reported that he had been vaccinated. Uh, this is a big deal, man. He's got to spend a minimum of 10 days away from the team, according to the league's COVID protocol, ruling him out for the Packers week nine game against the Chiefs. Uh, and the earliest Rodgers can rejoin the team is November 13th, the day before their week 10 matchup against the Seattle Seahawks. So there is a chance that Rodgers will miss two games. I think they can beat Seattle without him. I don't think they can go in and beat Kansas City without him. I don't. Um, Jordan Love is, is raw. Um, I'm pumped up though for the drama in this football game with Jordan Love at QB. <laughs> I think it'll be pretty darn, uh, pretty darn fun. Um, and you know, the chiefs, they got to get back to some basics, man. This team is too gimmicky, uh, too gadget oriented. Uh, they still have a ton of major players, ton of talent in Hill and Kelsey and Mahomes and all that. But boy, after those three, doesn't it feel like the chiefs are really missing a lot? Doesn't it feel like they're just not that deep? It does to me. It does to me. And so I think that this team um, really, again, there's there are a lot of teams, and it doesn't matter who you're playing. In this case, you're playing the Packers uh, with Rodgers, I think, is the best team in the NFC. Uh, without them, obviously, they're a completely different team. Um, but it doesn't matter who you're playing this week. There are a lot of teams that need wins bad. You know, they need wins really, really bad. Browns, Bengals play each other. Both need a win bad. Colts need a win bad. Um, uh, uh, you know, Vikings could use a win really bad. They're at Baltimore. That's, that's a tough game. Chargers need a win bad. Chiefs need a win big time here. And without Mahomes, hello, or uh, without Rodgers, hello, Mahomes, the stage is yours, my man. And oh, by the way, if I'm Fox, I got to be so pissed off. 425 slate arrowhead. I'm sure that that's Buck and Aikman. Now the World Series is gone. Buck will be back. 
and it's at Arrowhead, 70-degree perfect day. Rodgers and Mahomes, oops, now Rodgers won't be in there. I think the ratings will still be solid, but, man, the Rodgers-Mahomes thing now is thrown into the wastebasket. Give me Kansas City at home, 34-26. to 26. Cardinals at 49ers. Speaking of another team that needs a win, the Cardinals. They're 4-0 away. They just got beat by a depleted Packers roster. They're going into San Francisco. It's a division game. They got to get things going in a heartbeat. I think the defense is going to be key. They're going to be paramount in this game. Create turnovers early in this game. You know, Buda Baker, where are you? Chandler Jones, where are you? Right? These linebackers, versatile, fast linebackers, all these stud muffins on defense, go get the football. I think Arizona wins this game. I think they win convincingly. I'm going to go 38 to 20. And this is a very fun, interesting game because I'm very, very interested to see, you know, what San Fran with Jimmy G brings to the table with Mitchell running it the way he is and Samuel being the difference maker he is at wide receiver. I've said it a million times. If you've got quarterback, running back, wide receiver, if you've got that dominating trio, you're going to win a lot of football games. Obviously, I know it starts with the quarterback, but if you've got number one and number one, look out, holy smokes, this team needs a win to stay with the Joneses in the NFC, and the Cardinals need a win to rebound from last week's loss to the Green Bay Packers. The Titans are at the Rams. Oh, baby. This game is interesting because you've got Tennessee now in the first game without Derrick Henry. Uh, You've got McNichols in there on the road against the L.A. Rams, a defense that just picked up Von Miller. This is going to be a really, 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 really great. Um, I think... The Rams now, and they don't have, I heard today, I heard today that they don't have a first-round draft pick until 2024. I just had to quickly check that up. I mean, that is insane. Now, look, that's the Rams' way. They like to trade guys. They don't value draft picks as much as proven commodities in this league. Von Miller probably has a couple of good years left in the tank. If he stays healthy along with Aaron Donald, this team, I'm telling you right now, man, that defense is so aggressive as it is. You put Aaron Donald and Von Miller on the front line, and then you've got the rest of those defensive Hawks on that team, Jalen Ramsey, among others. Um, you know, this, 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 is a, this is a big-time football team. The Rams are 7-1. and one. We know about their offense. Cooper Cup right now is just destroying his competition, destroying it. I mean, he has 924 yards and 10 touchdowns through eight games of the regular season. This guy could, if he keeps putting up these numbers, he could put up 2,000 this year as a wide receiver. He could. I mean, the way he is the way he is uh, uh, catching the ball, the way he's exposing defenses in man and zone, he's been unbelievable. Running routes, he's got great hands, the footwork terrific. And then once defenses start to bring over the safety help uh, or help in general, uh, that opens things up for Robert Woods and, and everybody else. Henderson's run of the ball. Well, Stafford, obviously, is an MVP candidate at quarterback. I think it's going to be too much Rams in this game. They're favored by 7.5, and, and I'm going to take the L.A. Rams in this game 27-24. to 24. Uh, Final game uh, is the Bears at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, this is just, to me, Justin Fields, a rookie quarterback, going up against a ferocious defense led by T.J. Watt. And I think it's Pittsburgh all day long in this game. Uh, 20, 
Mm, let's go 23-17. to 17. The Steelers make life difficult for Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. Uh, it's going to be a really, really hard game for them to move the football down the field. Uh, by teams this week, Lions, Seahawks, Buccaneers, and the Washington football team. So there's your Week 9 picks. By the way, the Rams favored 7.5. Uh, 49ers, Cardinals is even. Chiefs are favored by 7. Eagles, uh, Chargers are favored by 1.5. Uh, uh, that I think those were the few games that I missed that I didn't point that out. Pittsburgh favored by 6.5 against the Bears. I think they uh, win that game by 6. So I don't bet, but if I did, I, I, I would I'd probably stay away from that game in general. Um, but I would pick. I would bet the Bears, but I'm picking uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, in this game. So Week Nine is uh, here. Uh, should be entertaining. A lot of moving parts right now. A lot of jockeying for position. Um, playoff teams, pretenders, contenders, all that, and a lot of teams that need wins in Week Nine for sure. The ML Sports Platter brought to you by Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual. New York State, CNY Electrical, Ken's Auto Detailing, and Bryant and Stratton College. If you're in and around Central New York, stop on by, check out Bryant and Stratton College of Syracuse. Two great locations, Oswego Street and James Street uh, in the city uh, here in Central New York. And, and it's just an amazing place to be right now. The academics, the athletics, the excellence. They've got a new nursing program, a lot going on there at Bryant and Stratton College of Syracuse. Log on today to bscbobcats.com. That's bscbobcats.com and find out more about their athletic schedules. And, of course, you can log on to bryantstratton.edu and fill out that nine-question survey, and they can help place you uh, where you might want to learn at Bryant and Stratton College uh, to, uh, you know, really, really, I think, push the pace a little bit. Bryant and Stratton College of Syracuse is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the podcast, as well as Axe Exotic Pets and Liverpool Physical Therapy. This is the ML Sports Platter. Thanks for listening. Hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games. new video game or a golf club or a blender and then it arrives at your door you get a little thrill imagine how much more thrilling it is when you order a new car with nissan at home you can shop for the perfect ride and order it without ever having to go anywhere sure beats a golf club or a blender buy a new car entirely online with nissan at home delivered direct from dealer to driveway thrill starts here Services may vary at participating dealers, subject to applicable lossy dealer for details. Everybody needs just the right amount of fuel to get going in the morning. For some, a nice McDonald's egg and cheese bagel is just enough to do it. Others might prefer a McDonald's bacon egg and cheese bagel. 
or perhaps a sausage, egg, and cheese bagel. And there are those where nothing will do but a hearty McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Four different breakfast bagels to get you going. Tomorrow morning, give your engine a head start at participating McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.